0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this.
1: Adidas. In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days
0: Drivers start your engines it's the no off days podcast. Welcome on in Chris Kato to my left BK in the booth I am Scott Smith and uh, this is you know coming off the heels of the Daytona 500. how did we finally got it in Chris because for a minute there I mean when you're when you're at the track and you just see gray as far as the eye can see in a steady stream of rain you're like please can we get the race underway? I feel bad for the fans because like, you have yeah. so many fans that go out there and some of them don't book that extra day. Right. So they end up like spending time around the track, they do the fan zone, they camp out, they do all that stuff and then it's like you get a delay and they got to go home. Wow, <laughs> wow. Hopefully, many Not, of
2: them got to come back on yeah. Monday. I don't know if they did. No. You fun. smell
0: like fresh uh,
2: diesel fuel, like, to yes. jet fuel, or well, rocket that's, fuel that's or something. That's
0: the cologne yeah, I'm working yeah. with. But I smell like that before. You know who what was also cool is that the Rock was there because he was the uh, uh the, the the yeah. There you go. Did he, he, he raise the eyebrow? His, did he do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he was the Grand Marshal and he stuck around uh, till Monday as well. But I got to tell you, Chris, when we were sitting in this little media center and so all the writers, reporters, everybody kind of. gathers they have a little workspace and they bring drivers up they bring you know they have all these press conferences at the front of the room so i walk in i you know we had just wrapped up some tv shots or whatever and i'm coming in i got a plate of food and i'm of course you do i'm trying to do my work (laughs) and pound some roast beef or whatever it was and uh and everybody's just like stares at me as soon as i walk in right like all these and it's the room is packed so I'm like, what's going on? Like I just go over my you know seat or whatever, and, and I'm trying to figure out the, the vibe of this room. And every time a door opens, everybody's looking. Everybody's looking at the door. You know, what I'm room like, are you in? I'm like, oh, I know what it is. We're about to have a press conference for The Rock. Uh. The Rock was about to enter. So of course everybody's got their cell phone, like a you know on their hip, like they're you know Oop. an old Wild West shootout <laughs> here. And uh, and sure enough, when he walks in, I mean, it was like. <gasps> I, I never felt like a room feel like that. It was like such anticipation because we knew he was walking in at any moment. And um, it's like it was that. like this giant celebrity, literally, figuratively, too. And uh, and he walked in. He kind of had this expression like, oh, hi. You know, like. What are you doing here? Everybody just, ah, oh, the rock. Oh, he's so good. But he was there to
2: promote the UFL, right? That was his main purpose. Not in really. He did. No.
0: I think he did touch on that just yeah. a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was cool to see him. I mean, obviously, he does everything. And, uh, you know, he's. He does. He's, he's taking. Over the world so he makes some money that's what he does yeah he's he's got um his neck muscles look about the size of your your waist i gotta he's, be perfectly yeah. honest with you he's still hitting the gym
2: apparently well while you were having all that fun i went to my first tampa bay lightning game of the season oh yeah and I you brought think, us a big win huh i don't think i'll be invited back uh the panthers are good
0: <laughs> panthers yeah, are pretty they good they were that night for sure yeah uh that was what nine two yes nah, I mean, we needed
2: good. a touchdown we were looking for baker mayfield somewhere there Not in way. emily arena yeah, well mike yeah. evans you know you gotta
0: yeah. find him all right, let's bring in BK Brian. Uh, all right, you were with me in Daytona. We had a great time. I thought the accommodations, uh, especially for you in Daytona, were fantastic. Right, you
2: enjoyed. I've, Jeff- I've been at worse. But <laughs> what do you What do you mean, especially for him? <laughs> we just had
1: a little <laughs> little uh, snafu with the hotels.
2: But did you end up sleeping in the infield in somebody's motor uh, take Chris, hang on real up. quick. Let
0: me just tell a, a abbreviated <laughs> version of this story. We get done working, and so we don't check into our hotel until at night. You know, I don't uh, know what time it was. It was late. And we go up to the counter. I check in, I grab my bag, I go up to the room, and I'm like, okay, I'll meet you down in like 10 minutes, let's go grab some dinner. And uh, I come back down, and Brian's like, you could just tell, his face is just like, oh, he's so defeated. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, they canceled my reservation last night. This hotel just got up and canceled the reservation because for some reason, and we don't book our own travel when it comes to work trips. Uh, they didn't have, like, a contact number for Brian and our f- photographer, Jeff Tewksbury. So they, the hotel just went ahead and canceled their reservation. And wow. you can't get a hotel in Daytona. No. I mean, you're staying at, like, legitimate, like, one stars, the, and they charge you, you know, 500 bucks a night if you try to book it, like, right. that, that week, right? So we've—but we did. The guy, I mean, I had to argue with him a little bit. Put him in a headlock and—
2: uh, So so what side of the bed did you sleep on, Scott, and
0: what
1: side did you sleep on, Brian? I got my own room. It was just not the nice hotel that that Scott was in. It was... (laughs)
0: Well, and nice is a very yeah you know, it's how do they cancel your room though that i is, don't know try to, i mean and they, they were in. like well okay sir can can we at least speak with a manager like someone he's like yeah my manager's policy is that he doesn't want to be contacted and i can't call him <laughs> i kid you not i was like so what what do we do like i can't what do we where do we go from here and he's like here just email him i'm like we oh. have to sleep somewhere tonight <laughs> he'll respond to that quickly yeah, yeah. And so uh, he ended up texting with his manager, and finally, yeah, put him up in the shady acres behind the hotel there. But okay, um,
1: well, yeah, he was—we got through it. It was—it wasn't too bad. Brian
0: is a good soldier, man. I'll tell you that. Man. He put up with it, where i, I would have had a—I would have thrown a fit. You could have <laughs> offered
2: him your room, you know, if you really felt bad <laughs> for him. Nice.
0: Well, I love him, but. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get my beauties. <laughs> oh, oh boy, glad you boys said <laughs> the, a... the next morning he wakes up, and he's like, I woke up at 7 a.m. and it sounded like they were painting my bathroom and chiseling the ceiling and like they're doing work right next door. It was, oh, it's just brutal.
1: It is brutal. all right though. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. I mean, seriously, there's some shady places there in Daytona during these <laughs> speed weeks. Yeah. We've stayed in a mall. Yeah. So We've I'm not gonna all. complain about that Zero room. stab wounds. It's yeah. a wet. Yeah. There, there you true. go. You yep. Made it there out. There you go. Made it out. All right, BK, what do we have on today's show? Oh, good show. Tonight we're going to interview usf basketball coach amir abdul rahim this wow. th- this team's the talk of the college basketball world now on fire i'm, I'm glad th- we could get him i mean know. i feel
0: like he's a man in demand right now he is so. actually
1: yeah and uh so i'm looking forward to hearing what uh, he has to say about this team the guys a, i mean in no time turned that team around it's, yeah. in- it's incredible man yeah. the it's fun team to watch across the board and his president's week president's day was monday so thought a little bit of uh Let's do a little game on the presidents and how we know it. Presidential history. Well, a little bit. You know how everybody makes these Mount Rushmore lists. Who's a Mount Rushmore of that? Yeah. Let's do a Mount Rushmore list of, ho- of Daytona hotel rooms. Of da- <laughs> <laughs> Number one, the Shady Acres that Brian stayed <laughs> at. Close. A,
2: a m- mountain of feces. <laughs> <laughs> That's a <bad> No <laughs> mountain of bedbugs. <laughs> um,
1: they maybe be watching, man. They were nice. I know. They were nice. No, no, they, man, they they is, were nice.
2: no one watches this.
1: Hey, Mount Rushmore of <laughs> uh, just pro athletes, something sports related. It could be any time, current, past, okay. any sport like that. Just tell me, you're Mount Rushmore that has a presidential last name. Or a presidential
2: oh, name. okay. Okay, there's the catch. Yeah. All right.
1: All right. That makes it a little bit more
0: complicated. It How does. many Lincoln's right. were there? Yeah, around. or uh, Grovers. Yeah. Is there any Grovers, Taps in the in the room? <laughs> Millard Fillmore's. Okay. 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 Very good. All right. Work thanks, BK. Looking forward us. to it. If you're listening and you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, take out your phone. You can zap the QR code on the screen in the bottom right-hand corner, and you can find all of our shows right there. Uh, this is episode 70, Chris. A little celebration for 70. Yeah. Big Yeah for 70. I know. We are, we are well into retirement at this age. Uh, Alright, please subscribe fox13news.com slash nodpod. So, I guess because we have uh, Coach Amir on, it would be only fitting to start with college hoops, right? Yeah. So, as we look at the lay of the land in college hoops, especially here in the Sunshine State, you know, it's kind of, we're about a, what, a month away from Selection Sunday. Exactly, yeah. So, like, where how many teams in our state are going to be making it in? I mean, I I gotta be honest. We, we've been spending a lot of time focused on football, and me inhaling uh, car fumes. Sure. So, <laughs> I'm trying to get caught up. You know, like well, I know USF's balling out and they're playing great, and but they're in the American Conference, so it's gonna be a little tougher in there. Like, are they gonna get? Are they going to be an at-large team? Could they possibly have you know two teams from the conference get in? Yeah, it could do you be have tough. to do you have to win the conference mm-hmm. to get in? Um, but yeah, I, I guess the, our only ranked team in the state as as of Monday it, are those Florida Gators. Yes, in so, the in the AP, yeah. So, but what, that's a good indication. I mean, I kind of looked at the bracketology, uh, which I think has them as maybe an eight seed right now. Right. So, but uh, everything else is you know maybe USF sneaks in. if You've they got in a few. Conference.
2: Well, you've got UCF, and I look at. You know people kind of panic over the ap i usually the ncaa selection committee likes these net rankings you know and so those are you sometimes a little different from what the ap has and so if you look at it, if you go down the list i mean uh well florida atlantic i don't know if we consider them they're obviously a state school you know and yeah. and, and they're up there right behind florida in, in the net, They're, you
0: don't give a hoot. Yeah, yeah, not give a hoot. They, the,
2: they made the final four last year, yeah. so we always and that's the team. It, the USF just knocked just off at beat. home. That's yeah. USF's one quad one win. And so, what
0: they were twenty four right when they beat them twenty three yeah. twenty four. Yep. So
2: Florida Atlantic, you look at that and you think maybe if there are two bids from the American, that's one of them. It, whoever wins the conference tourney in, in Florida Atlantic, yeah. and yeah. then if you go on down there, um, it's a while before we see any other Florida programs. I think UCF is sixty eight. Okay. You the fear of the fronds. we that's, featured their fronds it's not yeah it's 68. not fearful enough you gotta you gotta whip it up and remember how many teams make the tournament 68 Sixty-eight. so yeah, you want to be you want to be right you want right. to be more comfortable than that uh, Miami is at 78 and Florida State's having uh, not a very not a good, good season. season yeah so it's, it's a little rough. so really the gators uh, and if you want to say FAU, are kind of carrying the banner in the state right now.
0: Yeah. If you had to guess, though, would you say all three of those teams get in? I, I mean, I, I guess the biggest push is like, are are we going to get two from the American, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Florida has enough meat left on the schedule. Obviously, any team wins their conference tournament, they're sure. in. Sure. But Florida's got a big game coming up Wednesday of this week. This it may be over by the time you guys hear this, but at Alabama. So if they knock off Alabama on the road, they're going to get another one of those quad one wins. They've got some meat left on the bone where they could not win. In the sec tournament and still get in playing pretty well their offense is is one of the top 12 in the country right now defense is kind of struggling a little yeah Miami um, miami's going to need to knock off some guys like you've got some acc teams on their schedule that if they beat them they could kind of maybe get in as a an eight or nine seed but could be tough. Could yeah, be dicey. Yeah, we're
0: hitting the final stretch. I mean, it kind of feels like it's one of those things where, where all three of the teams that we've discussed, FAU, USF, and, and UF, are kind of in a situation where they kind of have, a, have, have to have a decent showing in their own conference mm-hmm. tournament in order to uh, you know position themselves even better. Uh, let's switch back to college football. What do you say?
2: We can never stray from it for too long. No, I, I don't think so. It...
0: I mean, we, we, we did. We dipped our toes in, <laughs> and we have Coach coming up. So, um, But college football, got some new rules, and I'm just kind of curious, You know, are we getting to the point now where we just need to have college football adopt everything that the NFL has? Like, Should there be – what are the disadvantages of just moving straight to NFL when it comes to every rule that we have, when it comes to – coaches having challenge flags so the headsets and having that communication up to up to snuff I know that that's probably going to happen that's one of those new rules that's i guess proposed yeah they're kind of moving in that direction a little bit but the like. 2 minute warning is now one of those yeah. things chris what is the upside of of not having the two-minute warning versus keeping it, do you have a, a strong opinion on where that should go? I, I always thought the two-minute warning was odd in the NFL.
2: I know that sounds strange to say because we consider the NFL the standard, but I always thought college kind of had it right in that situation. We're grown men. I don't know why we need to be told there's two minutes on the clock. You have three timeouts for a reason. Uh, but I understand that it was probably initiated to make sure that the network gets a big commercial break there right there at the most. So uh, it's a TV thing. and it's you, should, TV you shouldn't thing. have a problem I, with I that, always support right? TV. TV things, right. (laughs) So, you know, and since major college football is becoming a developmental league for the NFL, I think that's one reason they're looking at this. I do wonder if they implement this this season or whenever. I think they're going to, but boy that changes kind of some of the calculus that coaches do with your timeouts right yeah we've, we've seen situations where college coaches don't always manage their timeouts as, as well as they should mm-hmm. uh it burn one you know foolishly for you know a false start or a, about to be a delay of game yeah. uh in in early in the third quarter and then boy you don't have that one when you need it at the end so this would help in that situation
0: i think having a two minute warning does help bring teams that are you know trailing back so there is an element of of strategy there that teams that that are trying to claw back in can have a chance so if you if you like those comebacks i think maybe the two minute warning is is something that you'd i I don't have any like examples to draw from but obviously it's you're using basically another timeout to get another possession or, or use the clock to your advantage so i think it's one of those things where it could be good for more compelling matchups at the end uh, just being able to stop that clock one more time, uh, it does stretch out in terms of game clock altogether. It, it does obviously stretch the the viewing time out. So if you're trying to speed the game which up, they which they've bit, been trying to do, right? right. Yeah. I think I think it. Add, I, I, I thought I read something where it, you know adds like an extra four and a half minutes or something like that onto it. So which is about the span of a commercial break. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, look, I, I just I don't care what it is. I would like to see college football kind of adopt the same rules that the NFL does. You know, within reason, Um, it just makes more sense, like the like the the two feet inbounds versus the one foot inbounds. I don't see the upside of having other than just the NFL caliber talent is more capable of doing that consistently uh, than than college football. That's what I was going to
2: say. That might be one of those where that's the separator. And it's good to keep because it shows you these guys that can already make that kind of catch on you know toe tap on the sideline uh at the college level maybe that's a something they want to keep yeah. because it separates those from a guy that just has to get one foot inbounds what do you think about uh overtime rules I, are, are, we, are we seeing if this is really like major college football is the developmental league the g league for the nfl Could you see college football switching to nfl Overtime rules. I mean, we already We just had two Super Bowl teams, and one of them didn't know the overtime rules. So I'm just, still a little <laughs> fuzzy on those overtime
0: playoff rules. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. Uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody there's there's kind of an unnecessary strong opinion out there about like about what is the best overtime rule. Um, I, you know, as long as two teams have possession. And it's you know, and I think that that's the fairest way to do it. I, I don't think it should have come down to just one solid drive ends it after you get a battle for 60 minutes. So uh, yeah. I would like to see both teams have possession, how you chalk that up, whether you, you, you have an abbreviated start line or, you know, you just have, you know, you flip the coin and one team has possession and, you know, the other team gets an opportunity to respond. You know, that's what I'd like to see. Uh, I don't need to see a full quarter, but I I would like to see both teams have a chance. Um, And then, you know, you kind of ramp up the incentives, like, you know, you have to go for two and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I guess maybe what I'm saying is, yeah, I I think – maybe adopting an NFL policy would be
2: good. I mean, since the players are already getting salaries,
0: now let's just, yeah. 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 You know what? Might as well just put them in NFL uniforms. nfl light yeah. Well, one other thing that they're obviously doing this next season is they're adopting a playoff, much like the NFL. Which Uh, we've been crying for, yeah. Yes, we have, but the problem is, is that the whole (laughs) landscape has changed since this conversation began, and so it changes the dynamic. Like, now, this week, they're voting on how to adapt the the 2024-12 team playoff, because prior, it had been, you get six Six automatic wins, so or six automatic teams get in. Like you win your conference, you get the five Power Fives, and then you have one of one group of five conference winner. Those are your six automatics, and then it's the next six highest ranked teams. Right. Right, which was perfect. It, like that was great. Okay, they, no, everybody can agree. So we're giving we're giving G5 a seat at the table. Right, and that was kind of the aim this whole time. Give G5 a seat at the table, and then the SEC and the Big Ten came along and they broke the table and they they said it's our table. We'll do what we want. And so now we're shuffling. We're trying to figure it out. So I guess the new pitch and what is probably going to be adopted is this five team five and seven yeah it's yeah, a five, five and seven, and seven, seven. yeah so, so five uh, the pac 12 is gone right the pa- in this conversation the pac 12 is gone yes I'm, I'm sorry washington state and oregon state yes by name they're still in no longer a power conference so <laughs> they're, they're not getting they, they also coincidentally are the ones that could potentially hold this up too right. but i think it benefits them to go to us uh you know having six or having seven at having large, seven teams at get large, get in yeah, because they're no longer considered a power five, so they wouldn't get that automatic bid uh, just by winning their two conf- two team conference. So, yeah. um, they're going to vote on that this week, I guess. So, the, here's yeah. the problem, Chris. I just think that like this may be a thing at least for the next foreseeable future that we have to vote on every year. Yeah, like is this something that we just go to in the offseason, We're going to vote for this year's playoff, how it's going to be? Because if the ACC falls off, the Big Twelve falls off. We're going to have to change it, and it looks FSU is about to leave, so that's two years
2: out. Well, if that happens, then the ACC is gone, right? If FSU leaves, Clemson follows, Miami does, and then then that's no longer.
0: Again, this is what's happening. So you're having this kind of coalescing of these two power conferences. You almost wonder, should we just scrap it all and just say, give us your, your top 12? regardless of whether you win a conference. I don't want to do that because I don't think it's fair to – it undermines the whole reason why we brought this conversation up, and that is – we
2: didn't do it soon enough to save the Pac-12. If we had done this three, two or three years ago – Right. I'd Who big, was beating that drum <laughs> three years ago? <laughs> not me. SEC and Big Ten would love for them to say just pick – invite the 12 – 12 best, 12 I'm best. I'm sure, teams. yeah. Here's something else, too. We will have to revisit this in two years for sure, because I'm sure you read how, you know, there's two current years left on this TV deal for the college football playoff that ES- ESPN has. So yeah. two more seasons of 12 team, but now they rebid it, and ESPN, I think, paid uh, some tremendous amount to get you know the following 10 years and so they're talking about after this next two years is out expanding to 16 so we'll have to have another meeting then to beautiful. decide beautiful <laughs> and by the by then we may have two conf- only two conferences
1: yeah. I,
0: I mean i think you're honestly you're probably looking at like in the future saying like giving exclusions almost like we have to have like six guaranteed non-sec big 10 teams you know and again it doesn't seem fair right but like since we don't know how to how to qualify these conferences are they power five anymore are they now group of whatever like it, you may have to just say okay we have two giant conferences yeah and they're gonna get if it's 16 teams they're gonna get 12. okay 12 of the spots wow and and we we have to get the, we have to guarantee at least Four of those spots get taken up by non-SEC Big Ten teams. We have to give one to Notre Dame, and then there's three left for the rest of you. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it it may be it may come down to a vote. It may come down to a vote every year, where you just because everything's changing so quickly, and teams are just jumping ship because you know we've we've turned these group of five schools into like what was once going, going to help them. It's now turning all these Power Five teams into Group of Five schools. They're it like, really ah, they're, they're panic. You know, everybody's got to find, you know, high ground here. So, yeah. All right. I could go on, but we won't. We okay. won't because we, we got to get back into college <laughs> hoops. Because on the other side, we have USF men's basketball coach Amir Abdul Rahim joining us. Those red hot Bulls. We'll hear from the coach Ugh. coming up on the other side. up. Chris, our guest is uh, leading one of the most dramatic turnarounds in college hoops this season, climbing all the way to the top of the American Conference standings. We welcome in USF men's basketball coach Amir Abdul Rahim. Coach, congrats on all the success. Welcome into the No Off Days podcast. Um, so, I guess first question is: ha- Have we reached terms on a new contract extension yet? <laughs> hey,
3: I tell you, like I tell my wife, I don't talk about contract stuff during the <laughs> season. You know, I try to, I try to make sure, you know, I keep my focus on these these fifteen guys that are on this roster because they've given us so much of their time, attention and and heart this since the summer, um, that it would be it would be unbelievably selfish to even think about myself right now.
0: Uh, and you do such a great job of bringing that focus back to what your players have done. But, you know, I look at Sunday's win over FAU. Uh, that is now 11 straight as we tape this interview. Uh, I see the new AP rankings come out, and, and and I don't see USF. I know you're not looking for external validation, but I'm just curious if if part of you says, looks at those rankings and says, you know what, hey, good, because an overlooked team could be a dangerous team. Is that is that kind of the, the mindset right now?
3: A, a little bit, you know, because it's, it's – you know, I always start things, I always, you know, because again, man, we're so blessed to be playing this game, so to God be the glory, but, you know, my, my strength coach, I got, I think I got the best strength coach in the country, man, because this guy is not only great at his job, but man, he does an unbelievable job of keeping me um, focused on the things that we need to focus on, and he gave me a scripture the other day, Proverbs 27, 21, and it says, um, fire test the purity of silver and gold, praise test the soul of a man I believe and um and so when we come out when the Rangers came out and we weren't in them it was great because you know at 21 22 years old man you see a, you see a number next to your your school's name or your team's name and automatically you know Not that automatically you get complacent, but there's a there's a window to get comfortable, Mm -hmm. which leads to complacency. So it's you're always trying to find that that motivation, that chip on your shoulder to kind of keep things moving forward. And, you know, for this group to have accomplished what they've accomplished so far and still, you know, kind of be, you know, overlooked and undervalued. Cool. Let's go. Let's go continue to prove them all wrong.
2: Well, great philosophy, and if you prefer the chip-on-your-shoulder approach and some motivation, we can look at the net rankings, and I'll throw you a question about that in a moment, Coach. But first, let's get back to that big win on Sunday at home against FAU. It's kind of a perfect storm for you guys because – All sports fans, like our football season's in the past now. Super Bowl's over, so a lot of eyeballs have turned to college basketball now. And you guys are on national TV, ESPN, with a noon Eastern time tip-off there. And FAU obviously has a big reputation coming into this game here. And you guys sell out the Yingling Center for the first time since 2001. What did that mean to your team to see the Yingling Center packed to the rafters there?
3: Man, it was really cool. As as a buddy of mine, I'm not gonna say his name. He said, "Man, you would've thought you would've thought Kodak Black was performing yesterday. That's how that <laughs> that thing was, you know." So it was it was really cool, and it, and it's really cool to. See. I was I was really happy that the country got to see what's happening here at South Florida. I think everybody around here has kind of seen it brewing a little bit, but for the country to be able to see us prime time against. A well-coached, tough, experienced FAU team, and to see us come out with the win, man, it doesn't get any better than that. You talk about having a recruiting piece, man. I can talk about this for a couple of weeks, you yes, know, but you we're going to stay focused and make sure we, you know, we've turned our attention already to the next game with UTSA because um, this league is a bear, man. It is it, no off nights. Yeah, you're so right about that. And I was looking at this. I want
2: to go back to those net rankings for a minute. I don't know how much you guys, you coaches, pay attention to this. I hear some other coaches, uh, they seem to prefer the Ken Palm and some of the other analytics. But when it comes to, I guess, the respect and and kind of getting the credit for where you guys are right now, you're 92 in the net right now as we tape this. But I was looking at this because there are a few American teams ahead of you guys in the net that you guys have beaten. You've beaten uh, Memphis on the road, they're 86. You beat North Texas on the road. They're 78. Uh, FAU is 29, obviously. You took them down a couple of notches. But when you look at the the way the season you've just got you know five games left as we tape this now and I know obviously the American gets an automatic bid but last year this was a two-bid league one of those bids going to Houston who's now out of the conference so do you guys start to do that kind of calculus when you look at who's left on your schedule obviously SMU is coming up and I think they're ranked pretty high in the net right now they're 34 right now so do you guys look at that kind of thing as you're kind of coming down the home stretch here and thinking okay obviously goal one is to win the conference tournament but we also have to make sure we have the strongest resume possible.
3: Well, to, um, and I promise you, I'm not giving you coach speak. Uh, no, I, I, we really don't look at, you know, what's ahead. We look at what's next. Um, and, and as I said to the, to the guys today, this is a like, for all the success we're having, it's awesome, but we're still rejuvenating the program, but we're also building towards what our program will be about still in year one. And what that means is, is we have to understand, we, we know it now, but understand the sense of urgency throughout the year, because the truth of it is, is this, if we don't lose at home to Central Michigan, and we don't lose at home to Maine, and we're sitting here at 21 and three, our net ranking is different. The conversation around our team is different, right? So we 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 need to understand the urgency that it takes all year. We've learned what it takes as we as we went in the conference, and now we're coming down this home stretch, and so it, it's still a lot of learning to be done. Um, you know, the core values of our program are built on the acronym of truth, trust, responsibility, unity, toughness, and humility. That last H, humility. You know, it's, I just sent a quote out to him today in the, in the group chat. Where the and the quote said, um, give me one second, I'm sorry. The quote said, true humility is staying teachable regardless of how much you already know. And so we're, they're still learning, you know, to to stay focused on growth. And so, yeah, we you I think some people look at look ahead, I try to stay focused on what's right in front of us as I say to the guys all the time, be where your feet are because it's the most important thing you can do is be exactly where your feet are, not get not not look too far ahead, stay focused on the presence and get better.
0: I'm curious, with the with the communication that you keep with your team, I mean, you mentioned the, yeah. the text thread. Is that one of the tools you use uh, to kind of meet them where they're at? Is like a, a group thread, like a daily affirmation, kind of a motivational yes. thing, is that one yes. of the
3: tools? That is one of the tools. It's that, uh, you know, and, and you said it perfect, perfectly. Meet them where they're at. I think there are a lot of coaches, um, and it's a very – it's not the wrong approach, um, you know, because it's the approach, you know, my coaches, it was my way or their way or the highway, you know, and this is what we're about. This is what I'm going to do and you're going to meet me where I'm at. Well, you know, I think if you're not evolving, the game is always evolving just like recruiting and, you know, trying to get the best talent to your school is always evolving. And so if you don't evolve, you get left behind. If you get left behind, you know, I hate to say it, this way you get fired. Um, and so, you know, trying to meet them where they are. They're not always face-to-face guys. You know, their they're, phone is attached to their hands 90% of the time. They're either in text message, FaceTime, or on social media. So uh, it's sending tweets, you know, like, for example, Ben Fletcher, one of my assistants, he just sent a tweet um, from Mindset Motivation where, you know, the guy was talking about self-improvement. So it's just... We call them vitamins. It's finding little vitamins, whether it's, you know, on social media, spiritually, or even, you know, we have physical vitamins where they come in the gym and they work on their game. We're just always trying to help them be the best versions of themselves and see them and grow their minds so they they can become the men that they were destined to be. And if they become the men they're destined to be, they're going to become the players they're, they're capable of being.
0: Well, here in mid-February, that immune system looks pretty strong for the Bulls. (laughs) We're just getting started with Coach. Uh, Coming up on the other side, we're going to dive into a little bit more of his background, the history, and how he got to this place that he is as this Bulls team is now sitting atop the American Conference standings. Stay with us. The No Off Days podcast continues right after this. Back on the Nod Pod, we have USF men's basketball coach Amir Abdul-Rahim, and right now the Bulls sitting atop the American Conference standings. Big things ahead for this team, and they've already accomplished some milestones along the way. Uh, Coach, in our last segment, you kind of talked about You know, uh, um, the maturity that you've seen out of of your team and how they've grown from a team that struggled a little bit earlier in the season to kind of find now their identity and knock off some big wins along the way. But I've also heard you use kind of a Sabanism in the past, uh, much to my co-host. He's a big Bama guy. Uh, But you've talked about that rat poison, Um, you know, try to keep their head out of the, the, the news clippings and keep it focused on ball. That I feel like that's a lot easier said than done. With we talked about the you know the cell phone and it's all right there. They they don't have to look. The, all the notifications come to them. How do they keep their head on what's ahead of them?
3: Well, we talked. We use the it's a, the analogy of keep your headphones on, right? Keep your headphones on. I told them today, hey guys, keep your headphones on and make sure that noise cancellation is up to ten, <laughs> right? Because you know if we can if we can block out the outside noise. It's the, neg- the negative, the praise, and just stay focused on the habits that have got us to where we are. Man, great things can happen. I said to him, I said, if it was your end goal, you know, to be in sole possession of first place on February 19th, raise your hand. Right. Nobody raised their hand. I said, all right, fellas, that right there tells us it's more out there for us to go achieve. It's more to go do. So again, you know, be, be pleased with what you've done. Don't be satisfied. Not like don't like I and I you they always I, I shouldn't say always, but I think uh money is a motivator, right? And longevity in the career of playing basketball is a money, is a motivator. And I said to one of the guys today, I said, man, if you could make five million a year, you know, or if you could make 15 million a year, why would you settle for five million? And they they all just get this big smile on their face. So I'm like, right. I'm like, so we're not gonna let anyone define success for us. You know, we know what we know, what our definition of success is. And, you know, today they didn't put you in the top 25. Okay, fine. Does that mean we're failures? Does that mean what we're doing? Is it special? No. So don't let anybody define your success. Let's stay focused and go get more.
2: Coach, as we talk about this group of young men you've assimilated here and as Tampa Bay kind of realizes what you guys are building, we want to help we want to help this community fall in love with you guys some more. So let's talk about this team you've got here. You know, your story is one where you come in, this is your first year. You took Kennesaw state, to the NCAA tournament last year, quick turnaround. I think your first year there, you guys won one game. Four years later, you're like 26-9, and nine, and you're in the, yep. in the NCAA tournament. So there is an expectation there. But how do you bring – you've got, I think, three returning players that won last year's USF team. You brought a few guys with you from Kennesaw State, and then there are some others. So how is it that you can take some guys that are just kind of uh, from, from different – worlds and they and now it looks like at this point, this critical time in the season, they actually are playing like a team. When do you think it really started to click where you don't just have a roster of players, you have a team?
3: Well, the thing I'll tell you guys is this you talk about your, your podcast is no days off. We we take that same approach when it comes to relationships. We're really intentional about our relationships. So in June, um, when they got here, day one, it was like, look, this is what it's going to be. Now, the only way, the only reason I knew that was the most important thing was because I had been through that one win season at Kennesaw. People ask me all the time, like, man, all the success. I always think back to that first year because of the failure I went to, went through that first year and staying with it, sticking through it, and learning from those things has allowed me to be the, I think, the leader I am today. And so what I knew when I thought back on that first year at Kennesaw, I put way too much emphasis on uh, player development, X's and O's and all of that stuff. What I learned is, man, if these dudes don't trust each other, if they don't love each other, if they don't, if they won't fight for each other, like it doesn't matter how good the player is, you know, the individual player is, it doesn't matter if they don't play for one another. And so I, I, I've said this a number of times. We we came back from the Hofstra UMass road trip, and man, when when they could have splintered, and I we got back, and I mean we got after it from a practice standpoint, and we tried to we tried to put them in some really adverse situations that day to see if they would break, to see if they would splinter, and man, them dudes they were so connected that day, and that's when I said, you know what, like we got a chance to be. We got a chance to be better than people think we'd be, right? And again, when you got real relationships, real connection, special things can happen. And you know, bringing those guys from Kennesaw, Chris Youngblood, Brandon Stroud, Casey Jennings, but then and but then inheriting Celton Miguel, Corey Walker, Sam Hines, and then adding that other group, that other group of guys, in, we were really blessed because really these guys don't care who get the who gets the credit, and that's a testament to their parents, it's a testament to their former coaches. They want to win and they want to they want it to be about the team. And so now we've got a chance. We put ourselves in a, in a position to accomplish something that's very rare.
0: Well, I don't know that it's, you know, a, a surprise that you get all these people f- to row in the same direction being that you're one of 13 in your own family. Was it, yeah. it was it always that uh, way in, in your home or was there a little more butting of heads? I, I'm curious how that how that goes around the dinner table.
3: No, I wasn't no butting of heads. It, <laughs> you know, I was just, I said, this is somebody yesterday or the day before yesterday. I can't remember who it was, but they said, well, man, like you don't ever like to hear, hear, you know, you don't like to talk about yourself. And then like growing up, like one in 13, man, if you talked about yourself more than you talked about the family, you got beat up. No. you know so the older siblings they beat you up one you of know, 13
2: play. your parents could have had a whole basketball squad on their own there That's <laughs> oh, yeah. a, how many uh, do you, you how many do you have how many kids do you have you have a few don't you yeah three. three okay yep. I, I bring yep. this up i'm kind of borrowing this john romano of the tampa bay times did a great feature on you this past sunday anyone out there can awesome. look it up so i want to borrow this from him though there uh and you were talking about earlier about um you know showing your players how to be people of integrity right and, mm-hmm. and and the fact that someone's always watching so you did something with a with a clip of your little daughter lana uh playing on the little tykes basketball hoop that we all have um well, yeah you you used that recently how'd you use that with yeah. your
3: players well it wasn't a little tykes hoop. me and me and my son have kind of taken over the living room you know they have these new basket these hoops you know, he, he's worn out his little tights Like he was tired of that thing. So I went and got him one of those little adjustable hoops you can put inside, inside or outside. But anyway, um, I was sitting at home one night and, and, and my son and I, we, we always, he's always, daddy, let's play basketball, you know, and the girls would come jump in. My daughters would come jump in. Well, one night we're sitting there and Lana, she goes, daddy, who am I? And she, she does this little routine and I look and I'm recording it, and I'm like, "Did she just emulate Casey Pryor? <laughs> like, what is, like, what is going on?" And so she shot the shot, and then Layla gets the rebound, and Layla she goes, "Daddy, who am I? Who am I?" She throws a she throws a shot up, and I did this on purpose to mess with him. I'm like, "You're that's Brandon Stroud. You're Brandon Stroud, <laughs> right?" And she gets it back. She shoots it again, banks it in. I said, "You're still Brandon Stroud," and then. My son gets it and I'm like, Aiden, pass the ball, pass the ball, and he doesn't pass it, he shoots it. I say, hey, sell McGill, Chris <laughs> Young, pass the ball, right? Just just giving him a hard time. So when we went on the road, when we go on the road, we have these, um, you know, we'll always meet, we'll do film, and just to try to, you know, the season is long, and just to try to keep these guys, you know, keep it light and keep them, you know, having fun with it, because that's the one thing sometimes, man, you forget to have fun, it's a game and uh so at the end of our film session you know i i told him, i said i put a slide up it says never forget the platform you have never forget little eyes are watching and i played that video and man they they were in they were in stitches they were in stitches they were they laughed so hard and it but it's it, but it's a great reminder to them to you know when you go out on the court you know how you carry yourself you know we we say it all the time it's not what happens it's how you respond um, that, that will tell us who we are. But, and again, you've always got like, it's always some little eyes or somebody watching in and there. And like, and in their case, they never know if it's a, a NBA scout there or not. Right. You know, so how you act, how like they're, they're writing those notes too, but you got little kids, man, these kids around here, it's been really cool to see the campus, but the community, you know, embrace these guys and the effort that they give.
0: Well, the way you guys are playing, uh, all eyes are going to be on those USF Bulls. We appreciate your time, uh, Coach Amir Abdul-Rahim, and best of luck to the USF Bulls marching forward into the season. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate you. you. All right.
3: Thank you. Go Bulls.
0: For sure. Yeah, USF has something special going on right now, Chris, between uh, these two marquee programs, the men's basketball team and uh, the football team with Alex Gullish, to have it flip as quickly as it has with both these programs it's incredible and obviously there's a culture change going on at usf right now and it's cool to kind of watch a little bit from afar definitely all right coming up on the other side chris it's it was president's day this week so we have kind of an ode to past presidents mixed with sports somehow (laughs) Ryan king's got our last kicker segment stick around a slam dunk contest i hope yeah right Welcome back to the No Off Days podcast. All right, let's bring BK in. Uh, it is it has been Presidents' Day week. Okay, we have celebrated it all week long. Yes, we, so we I all think had... we're exhausted with the presidents at this point, uh, but we're still we're going to do a Mount Rushmore. Right, kind of take us through the idea here of this segment.
1: It's a Mount Rushmore of professional athletes. Right, everybody does those lists. Who's a Mount Rushmore of college basketball? Who's a Mount Rushmore of you know pro football? Okay. but we're going to do a little twist to it. I want a Mount Rushmore of athletes. You can pick any athlete you want but they have to have a presidential name. It can be a first name. I thought it
0: was football. No, it could be anything. In these breaks, I've been doing all football Well, names, I'm sure so. your list oh, will be oh, great. Oh,
2: okay. I've pretty much done all football, too, but oh. we'll see. Okay. okay. Right. I don't know if I fully understood the assignment. Well, if,
0: if BK came up with the concept, then I know that he's got a couple in his pocket. Oh, good. That he's I hope gonna so.
1: throw
2: away. Right. I'm not even sure how many heads are on them. Have you been to Mount Rushmore? Have any but of you? No, yet? I'd okay. love to go,
0: but I don't know that there's much to do outside of that. Maybe visit know? the Badlands while you're up there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I'm have you sure. been, Brian? I've not been up to that okay. area. No, I'd yeah. um,
2: love yeah. to go up there. I believe there are four. President There's four days, presidents right, up there. Yes, four. Yes. Can
0: you name them?
1: George Washington, Washington Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. Who's the last one? Theodore. William Howard yeah. Taft. Nope. No, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah.
0: yeah, that must have been hard to do the glasses, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, did he leave him off? I think he may have left him off.
2: No, he's got. That's his look, man. He's gotta have the <laughs> glasses. Did they leave did Abe's hat on? <laughs> is the this, is this stove like top hat above?
1: There? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> That's disrespectful. I shouldn't say this during President's Week. My apologies. But if I'd had the day off work, I would feel more inclined
0: to celebrate them. Well, I mean, we salute them, but how else? I mean, they've been saluted because they're on the side of a mountain. So there's nothing else. What else do they need? Yes, they have a mountain to themselves. (laughs) All right. So, um, all right, let's kick this thing off. So I was looking, and uh, I don't know how you did your list, um, Mm. but I'm sure it's different than mine. So I I just included, you said president names, so I kind of was combing through the Hall of Fame, and I'm— I'm going to say my first nomination is Jimmy Johnson, former Cowboys coach. Okay. Does that count? He's a coach. That counts, yeah. So we got Jimmy Carter and we got Andrew Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> All, right. All right. You got one? No,
2: I didn't know we were doing coaches. Um, I Just NFL, again, I was tunnel vision here, like a good president would be. Um, I went just NFL receivers. I've got a Mount Rushmore of presidential NFL receivers. Mm. We've got Marvin Harrison. Obviously, okay. he's
0: connected to two presidents there.
2: Yes. Um,
0: Can you name those? Benjamin Harrison. Marvin, Marvin K. Mooney. And uh, Benjamin Harrison, Benjamin who I believe
2: Harrison. had the shortest, was he the one that had the 30 days he was president? Oh, he okay. caught pneumonia and died, oh, I that's believe. horrible. I know. But a very effective 30-something days that it was. That was good. You know, yeah. he got things done. Uh, and then we have, uh, who else is in my Mount Rushmore Marvin, Here, NFL Marvin. Who's the Marvin? Marvin Harrison. is. A, he's the NFL wide receiver. No, I know who he is. <laughs> he's, he's the
0: one on But right, So you're, you didn't, the Marvin is not associated with a president. Harrison. Is there, his I last know name, Benjamin Harrison, but I'm saying you just used the last name. Yes, I used oh, last well, names. I think I should get double credit because I used both the first and the last name. Okay. All right. Well, All right. look, I'm giving
3: you, this is the, the best, this is the
2: best I can do. Okay. All right. I, uh, okay. But, that's okay. fine. Marvin Harrison. Can we agree? Yes. Okay. Benjamin, Mar- Benjamin, wasn't there another Harrison president too? No. Yeah. I believe there were uh, two Harrison Harrisons. Ford, I think in a movie. No, just get off my plane. All right. Anyway, uh, we got Jordan <laughs> Jefferson, Jordan <laughs> Jefferson, obviously uh, Devonte Adams. So we Ooh, have good. Harrison yeah, yeah. Jefferson Adams. And then we have uh, Scott will agree with this one for sure. Calvin Johnson. That's my NFL wide okay. yeah. receiver presidential okay. Mount Rushmore.
0: Okay, I like it. Yeah, I mean, those are all very good, uh, very good receivers. Yeah, we could put that mountain range in uh, the Siskiyous or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, back to mine. Um, so I, I think, I, again, we, we kind of missed on this one. I got uh, Hall of Fame linebacker from the Bears, Bill George. He played in 52, 65. <laughs> Uh, so Bill, Clinton, combination Bill Clinton, of, okay. George Washington. Uh, we got Bud Grant, Vikings coach. He's also a Hall of Famer. Uh, Bud is his nickname. His real first name is Harry, Harry Grant. So Harry Truman, Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, I like you that. can Harry, stop me whenever you want. Harry S- uh, Ricky Jackson, also a Hall of Famer, former Saints, linebacker. Uh, Richard Nixon and Andrew Jackson. <clears throat> Joe Thomas, Hall of Famer. Uh, Joe Biden, obviously, and Thomas Jefferson. Stop me whenever you want. I kind of like uh, how you. I kind of like Zach how you did Thomas. This. Okay. So Zachary Taylor, he was one of our presidents, believe it or not, and uh, Thomas Jefferson, and an honorable mention just because, um, you know, he's not a Hall of Famer, but he does have the most presidential name in NFL history, and that would be Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, oh, so, he yeah. really does. Uh, James Harrison former Steelers linebacker yeah yeah so that's James Buchanan Benjamin Harrison yeah Uh, Richard Sherman Richard Sherman so Richard Nixon and James Sherman who was not president but he was Taft's vice president oh no all right there we go okay all right
1: all right uh I like the way you did that
2: okay
0: you finagled it all right now BK let it rip yeah, what, what you do you
1: did, got? You do get bonus points for doing first and last. <laughs> Mine was uh, no. I was gonna say, yeah. I did uh Andrew Jackson was Phil Jackson, eleven time NBA mm-hmm. coaching champion. Okay. All right. Uh Jimmy Carter, I did Vince Carter. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. For uh George Bush, I did Reggie Bush. I also did Kyle Bush, but yeah, it doesn't work. No, he, Just, lo- he yeah. lost the. Daytona.
0: If he won the Daytona 500 this week, then
1: maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, with going to Daytona 500, you left off the obvious one, Scott. Andrew Johnson, Dwayne Johnson, oh, the, the Rock. Rock Johnson, yeah. or Jimmy Johnson, the seven-time NASCAR champion. Okay. Yes. So. That'd be a good Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Bonus points for you for going, doing a double. Yeah. Williams well, well. Uh,
0: apparently I took my homework assignment a little bit more seriously. You I sure think, did. Uh, this should be graded on a curve. All right. Well. Well, happy President's Day. How did you guys celebrate? Well, I worked. Like any good president <laughs> would. Uh, yes, I no think the days. presidents yeah. would support yeah. us.
2: I worked too. Uh, I want to remind you guys, though, that when I become president, and yeah. I think all the presidents will get behind this too, we're doing away with the silly president's holiday. Okay, pre- what are you going to do? We're going to move it to the Monday Emperor's
0: after the hol- <laughs> uh, Emperor's <laughs> Day?
2: <Yes>. Dictator day. <laughs> okay. No, we're going to move it to uh, the Monday after the Super Bowl. We're going to celebrate it then. Okay. And we could still call it President's Day, but it's moving to that Monday after the Super Bowl. And, and then I'll be the most popular president, and I'll that have my be. own Mount
0: Rushmore. Yeah, that would be a cheap stunt to pull, right? You know, if you're right before election games. To, yeah. Hey, yeah, here's you, an you, idea. You just hiked uh, <laughs> yeah. prices through the roof, gas prices yeah. are storing. You know, but I, hey, but I, I called a, a press conference here to uh, announce President's Day. It's going to give you an extra day off. Uh, if I was president, I think I would just change. I I would. I like the. Uh, I'd like to change the shape of the Oval Office. I don't like ovals. I'm not oh, a big fan of ovals. You, because of Daytona? Yeah, I would turn <laughs> it into a tri-oval. It would be a trioval office. Mm. What do you think, BK? Oh, yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that. Tri-oval, yeah. yeah. The
2: yeah. rhombus office. Yeah. Let's get lost
0: in there. The tri-oval office. All right, very good. Uh, should we say the Pledge of Allegiance or anything? Yeah, I think uh, we're okay. done. All right. Do yeah. you want to sing uh, God Bless America, Chris?
2: Uh, no one What's the Lee to- Greenwood song? No one wants to hear me sing. <laughs> I'm proud to be From an American. The hills, of Minnesota. We, wait, we still owe apologies to uh, Reba McIntyre for the last episode. By the way, where were you guys last week? I showed up for our post-Super Bowl show, And <laughs> all these thoughts on you know overtime you know? and and yeah. Travis Kelsey and
0: man, yeah, we were trying to figure out uh, which cockroach motel uh, BK was gonna be sleeping. <laughs> it's still, just, just getting rid of them scabies too. All right, very good. Hey, much thanks to our our guest. It's nice to have a guest back in the saddle there. Amir Rahim and those USF yes. Bulls Go keep boys. rocking and rolling. Uh, and then, of course, much thanks to our crew that makes it makes it happen each and every week. P.K., thank you. Chris, thank you. Until the next time we are on, there are no off days.